welcome to another exciting podcast from Sydney Life Church. And now, here's Pastor Tom Ingalls. We're going to continue to thank the Lord for these requests that you've put in. This is important stuff. We're not going to give up. So we're going to do that at the end of the meeting today. I'm going to give you a quick meeting because it's a, a quick sermon because it's 11 o'clock. Um, but um, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, if you could, to 2 Kings Two Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. We've been talking about... Um, what have we been talking about? Tell me if you remember. What is coming? The bus. No, the bus has come and gone. We moved on, but you, re- you remembered that. All things are possible. He's the God of the impossible. Of all things possible, rather. Amen. So I want to I want to just go on a little bit uh, today, and I'm going to get through this quick. I'm, I'm going to miss a lot of it. I'll just get to the, the things that I, I feel is good. The story here, the background to the story is uh, there was an ungodly king of Israel, Joram, and um, and they were surrounded by the, well, the Assyrians were about to come and take them. But what the Assyrians did is they, they camped outside the camp of the Jewish king. And in those days, what they used to do is they used to starve them to death. Sometimes, you know, to save their equipment, to save their weapons, they would just go near the city and camp the city and basically starve the people to death. It was huge. And so this is the setting for this story. So you've got, you've got the Assyrians and you've got this king, Joram, who wasn't a godly king at all. He was a king of Samaria, of Israel, but he wasn't a godly guy. So basically... Uh, it's a story that's well told because they are about to die starvation. I mean, they were actually, I know this sounds bizarre, but it's in the Bible. They were actually eating their babies. They were so starved. So that's the background to this story. And what happens is um, the king of Samaria, he actually, he blames God. So he hears about this prophet Elisha, I'm summarizing this, and he says, well, you know, just that prophet Elisha, let's go and kill him. He's a man of God, let's basically go and take him out. So that's the background to, to the story uh, there. And uh, you can pick it up then, we'll pick it up quickly in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse, let's go to verse... Um, yeah, he talks about verse 31, he talks about, uh, this is the, the king... He's saying, then he said, God do so to me, and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. In other words, the king of Syria, the, um, the, the king of um, yes, Samaria, Jewish king, wanted to kill the prophet. He basically wanted to kill the prophet because he blamed God for not coming through with the, uh, with the goods. And so here's this Elisha is basically just sitting there innocently. And then we pick it up in chapter 7. It says there, Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow, he says, Tomorrow at about this time, a sailor of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two uh, says of barley a shekel at the gate of Samaria. In other words, he prophesies this time tomorrow. This is incredible. We're talking about the God of all things possible. He prophesies in 24 hours, things will be back to normal. That what he's quoting there is the normal price for flour, the normal price for bread. 24 hours and everything will be impossible. Everything will be possible. So in the natural, and this is the point I want to make, in the natural, 
this cannot be possible because they're, so, they're starving so much that they're eating their children. And the, the, the price he had donkey's head, get this, was equivalent to, this is how desperate they were, the price of a donkey's head was equivalent to about 400 Australian dollars. So, so then the prophet comes along and he says, everything's going to be okay, 24 hours, and everything will be changed because God has spoken. Oh, hallelujah. So your world can change in 24 hours. Everything can change in 24 hours. It seems impossible, but with God, all things are possible. What's interesting, and let me just go through this without reading all of it. Just trust me, it's all in there. What is interesting about this, there was no faith operating at all except through Elisha. In fact, the Jewish king was the other way. I mean, he was... God will never come through. It's God's fault. Let's kill the prophet. But Elisha heard from God. It took faith to hear from God that everything would change. Amen? No faith operating except through Elisha. And so what we're about to see then is a work of mercy, a suddenly of God. And that's what I believe, this is important. I wanted to speak this message to you because I believe this is the season that the church is in right now. We're in a season of the suddenlies of God. We're in a season where 24 hours ago it seemed impossible, but now God has changed everything around. God has turned everything around. Your world can change in 24 hours for the better. Where it seemed like there was no way out, all of a sudden, boom, things have changed. And this is exactly what took place here. It was a God intervention. And uh, there's, there's an interesting... Um, thing here, there was one of the king's officers uh, basically says this will never happen to the prophet, he says it will never happen and the prophet says it will happen but you won't see it happen or you'll see it but you, you won't experience it so it's really a prophetic picture of the church right now and you know I always speak prophetically regarding the church um, the king's officer was sarcastic and cynical, you can check that out in 2 Kings 7 verse 2 and you've got to guard against being cynical or being negative, or being doubtful about what God is going to do. Guys, there's two camps operating in the church right now, I believe. There's two camps operating within the born-again, believing, Pentecostal, charismatic, raving, lifted hands, dancing church. And it's, it's, a, it's going to be such a contrast. There's a, there's, there's a people right now that God is raising up who are saying, stop doubting. What I can do. And stop talking negative. Especially among yourselves. Stop talking that negative talk. Because it's going to come back to you and you're going to suffer for it. Yeah. Amen. So what I mean by that is stop, not only talk, stop talking against God. That's, that's bad. But stop talking against one another. Yeah. I don't want to hear it in this church. That people are talking negative about other people. Yeah. And I will confront you if I hear it. Because I'm not going to allow it in the church. Because I want you all to prosper and for all of you to be blessed. And I don't believe we are that kind of church in any case. But if I hear about it, I will, I will take action on it. But, but some pastors don't care. But it's very important because you're going to get heart through it and buy it. But what he's saying here is he's basically saying, um, I can turn this thing around. You don't believe it, then you won't experience it. And that's what's happening. There is a, 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 a body of believers within the church who actually 
not talking about the great things that God is doing, not expecting the great things that God is about to do. They're just totally happy with where they are, just waiting for the rapture to come so they can get out of here. But there's another group, believe me, there's a lot of people like that. I can feel it sometimes when I get into meetings and I'm, I'm speaking to people who think different than what I do. I can feel it immediately like that. I was in a meeting not long ago in a, in a very good church and I could feel it. Come back and I said to Barbara, geez, that was hard. Most places I go, it's great because I can break through it. This particular place, I could feel that they were not in the camp that I believe God's going to use. There was almost a, we don't believe this. You know? You can pick it up. And it's a spiritual thing. And that's exactly, this lesson here is very powerful for us to, to learn. That God is looking for people who believe that there's going to be a glorious church. Even though we don't see it happening right now, in the natural. That believe there's going to be a great outpouring. That believe that suddenly God can do something. Do you know that the early church started with a suddenly? The early church started, they were waiting in anticipation in the upper room. Barbara and I went to the upper room, it was, it was crazy. We went in there, we were the only two people there. Weren't we Barbara? It was amazing, we had the upper room to yourselves. I thought you'd been impressed by that, obviously you're not. <laughs> but it was incredible. You, know, you, you see photographs, people going in, it's cramped, jam packed with people. We walked in there, this is it. It's just me and Barbara. It was awesome. Anyway, so... So, the early church started with us suddenly, but only for those who were there. Come on now. There was a lot of people who would who said, ah, you know that whole thing about the Holy Spirit coming? Ah, I don't know if we actually believe that. Go to the upper room. I mean, you guys, how long have you been up there? Been up there for days. There's no way I'm going to waste. I'm too busy. I've got rugby. I've got soccer. I've got dancing. I've got television. I've got this. I've got that. I've got the next thing. There's no way I'm going to spend 10 days waiting up in the upper room for the Holy Ghost to come. And we don't even know how what's going to happen. So they never experienced the awakening, the power of God who came suddenly. The God... Of suddenly. I want you to be encouraged that God can come suddenly and change your life. And you've got to have that expectation that God can suddenly come. This time tomorrow, he said, all the prices will be normal. What? This is crazy. What I love about this story is, you'll love this. You can read it because I just want to go quick. There's four lepers kind of hanging around. These four lepers are just lepers. They're going to die, right? And uh, they're, they're sitting outside the, the city, the, the, the city of Samaria. And they're talking to one another, and they said, you know what? We're just lepers. Everybody's starving. We're going to die in any case. Maybe we should just go and give ourselves up to the enemy, and maybe they'll give us some food. Or maybe they'll kill us. doesn't really matter. At this stage, we just give up, you know? Four lepers. This is the mercy of God I want to show you that's going to take place because I'm going to fit this into the prophetic picture I want to give you. So there's these four guys and uh, what happens is God sends a sound that was heard among the enemy. They heard the sound of chariots. It It was actually an angelic army that invaded. And what happens is the the, uh, the Sumerians 
not the Sumerians, the Syrians, the Assyrians, they ran away and they left their chariots. They left everything. They left the food. They were so frightened of this noise. Oh, come on, man. There's coming a sound. There's coming a noise in the church. It's going to be frightening. Hallelujah. And so what they do is they, 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 they realize, hey, you know what? They go to the, 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 the city and they realize, oh, these guys have gone. It's just us. There's only four of us, man. There's only us four. And we get the whole city to yourselves. And we got all the food and everything. Those, listen, those four lepers had a party. They started, it was like, geez, man, we get, you know, from, from one extreme to the next. Now we've got all this food. You can imagine them sitting, hardly believe their luck, gorging themselves. It was God. It was the mercy of God. The point I'm making is that God's mercy is going to be poured out. That people that don't deserve to get the goodies is going to get the goodies. I wrote a lot about, about that in my book. I've got a couple of copies there. The Worshipping You of, of God is going to raise up people. Boom, just like that. Yeah. Young men and women, older men and women going to ministry. Incredible. He's going to raise them up. It's, that's the season that we're actually in. But here's what happens. The two of them are munching away there. And they say to one another, you know what, we can just stay here and munch away until we are full. I'm making this bit up, just relax. Or what we can do, what we can do is, maybe we should go and tell the guys that the enemy has gone. Amen? So they did, they went and told them the enemy is basically gone. They actually didn't believe them, because it seemed impossible. Amen? And I love this, I, I read this somewhere. That, that evangelism is one leper telling another leper he found the food. That's exactly... I mean, it's like us. It's like the church is having a party, but it's a shame if we don't tell anybody. Amen? We're eating the food, man, but we don't tell anybody there's food in the house. Come on, man. Amen? That's true evangelism. One leper. Because we're just like lepers. We don't deserve it. But we found the food, right? One leper is telling another leper. He found the food. Hallelujah. And so, I realize you're very excited about this sermon this morning. It's so good. So, they realize now, but these lepers, this is, this is what God showed me through this, was his mercy. They realized, just being lepers, and they were in that area, they were at the right place at the right time with the right people, although the right people was the enemy. And that's the mercy of God. God is going to raise up people just at the right place at the right time that's coming in contact with you. God has got people lined up for you to meet. Amen. That at the moment are lepers. They don't have the food. They don't have the, the food of God. They don't have God's food. But God's lining. And you have to expect that as well. That God is going to bring people across your path. And all of a sudden you're going to befriend them. You're going to like them. You're going to help them. You're going to share the gospel with them. Because that's the season we're, we're in. We're, we're in the season of all things possible. You can meet people just like that. Just crazy stuff. You can just meet people. 
You know, God lines things up that supernaturally, that where you just, you meet people, or you get to know about people, and you, you connect with people. Someone connected with me from, um, from 30 years ago. There were a, there were a music ministry in, a, in Britain who found out about the success I had in South Africa. They actually came to South Africa. It was him and his wife. And they asked me how it happened, and I told them. I haven't heard from them for 25, 30 years. But they went back to the UK, and they did the same thing as a gospel group, and they got a top 40 in the UK. Well, last night, she contacted me, and she says, Tom, I see you're on Facebook. We would love to get together with you again, uh, myself and Ray. Now they've got a huge, big music thing happening in the UK. But that was just, that was just a connection. It's just like a, wow, maybe there's something there. Maybe God wants us to connect again. That's the season we're living in now. These connections are really, 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 really important. God can open up nations for you. God can open up business opportunities for you. Suddenly, suddenly, just like that, He can do it. In 24 hours, He can change your life around. Hallelujah. And so, the king of Samaria didn't believe it, which was incredible. He didn't believe that the army had left. I was thinking about that. Do you know that God is taking care of a lot of stuff that bother us? He's taking care of it already. The enemy has disappeared, and we don't, we're not even aware of it. We're still fighting an enemy who's actually left. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Amen? Because yeah. we don't take the time to actually think, the first time I prayed about this, God answered it. So we continue to fight an enemy that's not there. That is one of the, the devil's greatest ploys, is to get you to continue to fight battles that don't exist. It's in your mind. So the king actually said, I don't believe it. I don't believe they've left. But they had left. One of the reasons for that is that we're so focused on the negative, you know, a negative result. And that's why it's important. See, all these little things are important. Little things are so important. Little things are so incredible. We think it's little. We think it's, ah, that's trivial. Ah, we think that's too charismatic to do that. It's very important. For example, is that when you've prayed, be joyful and thank God. Don't stop thanking God that he's answered your prayer. Don't stop being joyful. Casting down those, those vain imaginations and continually thank God. And praise God for it. Praise God for it. That's important. In the spirit realm, I've taught you this so much, it is so important. Praise God for things that don't happen, that hasn't happened in the natural yet. That's one of the praise words, the word toda, which means actually lift your hands. That's why I was saying it's earlier, it's important. That word actually means, that expression like this that you and all of, all of us do, that expression it's a word toda or yada. There's two words. But the word toda means I'm praising you God with lifted hands for that which I do not experience yet but I know what's coming because you've said it in your word. Amen. That's for your breakthrough that still hasn't come. That's for your healing that still hasn't come. That's for the finances you believe in God that still hasn't come. God looks at that and He says she understands that. He understands that. It's powerful. Where it's just, well, I wonder if God's going to do it for me. Um, don't doubt. Because in 24 hours, God can change everything around. What actually happened was, um, for, they, went from, they went from one extreme to another. 
Now this is biblical. They went from famine to abundance overnight. That's supernatural. And I've been teaching you on these supernatural, on the supernatural, and I'll continue until God tells me to stop. Because I want to build your faith up on this, that God is the God of the supernatural, of all things possible. And then I want to read to you the last couple of verses here. It says, And then that officer had answered the man of God. This was the officer that said, It's not going to happen. He says, Now look, if the Lord would make a window in heaven, would such a thing be? He says, If God... If God would open the windows of heaven, it can't even happen. And he said, in fact, and he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes. So the prophet said to him, this was the prophet's reaction to him. He says, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. And so it happened to him. For the people, listen to what happened to this guy. For the people trampled him in the gate and he died. The the king's assistant, who was so sarcastic that Elijah had spoken a word from God, he actually died. The prophet says, God's going to do it. And he laughed and he mocked. And he says, there's no way that God's going to do that. Even if he opens up the windows of heaven. There's no way that God can turn around the situation from lack, from, from starvation to abundance in 24 hours. There's no way God can do that. And the prophet said... You shall see it, but you will not experience it. And the people started running, and he died. Spiritually, that's what I'm saying, is that we don't want to doubt God. Yeah, I keep saying it to to whatever got a chance to minister. We cannot doubt God in the season that we're living in. This is an incredible season for God to do all things possible. You may be struggling with sickness in your body. I'm going to say again that with God, all things are possible. Thanks, Philip. With God, all things. He's the God of the impossible. God wants to do the supernatural in your life. God wants to do stuff that's going to blow you away. Come on, someone help me here. He wants to do stuff that's going to blow your mind, going to blow you away. Because He's the God of all things possible. Hallelujah. That's who He is. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we pray over these... We pray over these this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Lord, our dreams, our desires, our future, our plans, we've written these things down. And Father, right now we just speak life over them. We thank you, Father, that you heard us the first time. Father, we will not doubt. We will not doubt. We will not be like that um, king's officer in doubt that you cannot do it. And so, Father, today again, we thank you, Father God, if you haven't, put anything in here you can still do it you can write it down and put it in here Father we thank you let's refresh restart, reboot our faith regarding the promises that we're expecting to come from this thank you Father this has been another podcast from Sydney Life Church for more teaching and resources please head to our website sydneylifechurch.com